Genesis 3, verses 1 through 13 in the King James Version of the Bible. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yeah, as God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not die, for God knoweth, God doeth know, that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to, to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid. I was afraid because I was naked. I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? In other words, who told you that you were naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree of whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Verse 21 says, Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. The Lord's word is blessed. Welcome to Healing Grace, where I will be talking about God's grace and how it can deliver you from maladies caused by voices from the past. Today's message was prepared to help you Become stronger in your faith and get further from your fears. It was designed to aid you in reaching the abundant life that has been yours from the beginning of the world. This message was designed to challenge you to ask the question, Who told you? Who told you? In order for you to be free from those unpleasant moments that taunt you, every day. 
God wants to set you free from all kinds of situations, but you must know that you are free. Imagine a caged lion that has been caged for years, and someone decides to open the doors to the lion so that it can go free. But the lion is unaware that the door is open, so it stays in the cage to its own peril. In the lion's mind, it's still caged, but in reality, it is free. Somebody who's listening right now is feeling ashamed and and you're feeling guilt because you don't understand that you have been set free from those things. Adam and Eve in Genesis 3 were already free, but they allowed the serpent to tell them that they were not good enough even though God had made them perfect. I would suggest that fear and deception are at the root of most maladies. Adam and Eve were fearful that they were not like God, so they tried to be as God. And when they failed, the spirit of fear compounded itself within them. It was like a domino effect. They allowed the serpent to cast his spirit of fear in them, in suggesting that God was being deceitful and was hiding something from them, a loving God who walked with them every day, who created them, who loved them, who took care of them every single day. So they wanted to find out for themselves if this were true, if this was true or not, and that it, it did God really. Did he really, is he really hiding something from me? And when they started questioning the Lord, that's when they started losing their faith in him. Instead of seeking God about what he he wanted them to to do and have, they attempted to get it outside of God's will. And that is where they fell. And this is where anybody could fall. When, when, when you attempt to get something outside of God's will for your life. I am a living witness that if we seek God's face, he will show you what he has for your life. So Adam and Eve no longer trusted God's word. They had been conversing with the enemy for some time. It, wasn't, it didn't just start. It did not happen overnight. Losing faith in God is progressive. You don't just get up one morning and decide you are going to stop trusting God. The spirit of deception has been brewing in you for a long time. It has been talking to you and you have been listening. But God is so good and he is still with you. Even though your faith has dwindled, your faith has dwindled. But God is talking to you, and he desires you to have complete faith in his ability, in his love for you. He has every single thing that you will ever need. So God has extended grace to you through Jesus, his only son. God knows we don't understand. We, he knows that we don't understand a lot of things. He knows that we don't, we, we don't deserve grace either. That doesn't disqualify us because we don't understand from 
not deserving grace. We don't deserve grace. But God is good and he's merciful. His mercy endureth forever. His mercy endureth forever. That's why you're still able to hear me talk because God's mercy is still uh, walking with you and talking with you and trying to get your attention. His mercy is talking to you. I know other voices are talking, but God is talking. And, and I don't remember any voice being more powerful than his voice. God loves you so much. He created a remedy for you. Well, what is grace? Well, grace certainly is, un, is undeserved, but it's undeserved, it's undeserved, but it's still favor given by God. It's unmerited favor. Favor that we can never earn, we can never work for it, we can never do anything for it, we will never be able to earn it. It's unmerited favor. Faith stems from grace. Your first dose of faith come from God and Jesus. And he is all, he's, he's all in the Holy Ghost. He is called the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God that comes from God and Jesus is called the Holy Spirit. In some translation, it's called the Holy Ghost. But He is a person. He is the Spirit of God and Jesus. Because of God's favor, we can now invite Jesus into our hearts in the person of the Holy Spirit and become born again, become saved. You must understand just how much God loves you in order for you to get rid of the situations that are taunting you. You must know that God deeply loves you and that he does not want you to accept, invite, or carry any unhealthy fears because fear is torment. And God came that so that you might be free, not tormented. Well, what is fear? There are two types of fear. One is, is the fear of God, the respect and the reverence of a mighty God. And then there's another type of fear, which is the spirit of bondage. It is not the spirit of freedom. Therefore, it is not the spirit of God. And in order for you not to misunderstand which fear you have, you must know, according to uh, 2 Timothy 1 and 7, I believe, in the King James Version. It says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God did not give you the spirit of fear, my friend. That didn't come from God. That came from the enemy, the devil. That didn't come from God. God wants you happy. He wants you whole. He wants you joyful. He wants you not worried about anything. He does not want you anxious about anything. That's why we want to get to the bottom of, of these voices that have been speaking to you for, for a long time. God gave you the spirit of love, a spirit of power, and a spirit uh, of a sound mind. In other words, he gave you a right mind. So if you are starting to doubt God, you don't have a right mind. When you, be, when you begin to dishonor God's word, then you begin to lose your mind. 
Fear is deceitful. It is subtle and it is sneaky. That's why you must be watchful and prayerful and discerning. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, now is the perfect time to get to know him. In Mark 3 and 2, the word of God said, Repent, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near you. The kingdom of God, the Holy Spirit, in other words, is near you. He's right there, wanting and ready, hoping to come into your heart to save you. Romans 10 and 9 says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. I tell you, to be saved, to be born of God's Spirit, is the best thing that will ever happen to you in your life. For you to ask Jesus Christ into your heart to save you is the best decision that you'll ever make in your life because it determines what this decision determines where you will spend forever in heaven with God or eternally separated from God in the abyss and in, in hell. You don't want to go there. It's real. Just like heaven is real. It's real. You don't want to go there, and God does not want you to go there. And that's why he has me talking to you. And that's why you're listening, because he does not want you to go there. He loves you so much until he is still talking to you. So, my friend, I hope you made that decision. And I hope you rem uh, you uh, start searching Start thinking about who told you that you would never be anything? Who told you that you were this or that you were that? Who told you that you were jealous or envious or rebellious? Who, who told you? Who told you these things? Who told you that you were afraid? Who told you that? So this is the kind of, these are kinds of the thing, things that we want to dig into and we want to find out who told you. Because once you find out who told you, then we can dispel these lies that the voices from the past have been telling you. Hallelujah. So next week I will continue this message by talking about voices from the past and endeavoring to answer the questions in your heart. God will continue to ask the question, Who told you? Who told you? Did I tell you? Who told you then? What told you? What told you? Who told you? What told you? Because, you know, we can hear through our eyes, we can hear through our ears, and we can hear through our flesh. And when until next time, I want you to start thinking about how you were told, when you were told, and who told you. The thing that has you bound, the thing that has you in bondage right now. Where did it start? Join me next time when you will gain insight, faith, and freedom. And I am going to go deeper on part two of who told you is going to be wonderful. As I walk through the passages in Genesis 3 that I read today, I'm going to, uh, I am convinced that you will find yourself in these scriptures as I unpack them.
So remember to listen to next week's lesson. Remember to listen to next week's message. Don't forget to listen to next week's message. And remember to subscribe to my podcast on Apple, iTunes, and other platforms where podcasts are aired. So you can know whenever a new podcast is uploaded. And Lord willing, I will see you next week. Until then, I am Dr. Eunice Trotter, who's challenging you to keep asking the question, Who told you? Bye for now. God has healing grace for the voice to dispel the voice, the voices that's been whispering in your ear. Till next time. Bye-bye.